0: Mm-hmm.
1: welcome to the Moosroom, room everybody we thought it was the og3 today but we are missing bradley we have no idea what's going on Hopefully he's okay. We're texting him. <laughs> we got no response right now. So you're Listen stuck. next
0: week for an update. <laughs> yeah, we'll let you
1: guys know what's going on next week. It's just the gruesome twosome today. Prize, gruesome twosome. Yes, <laughs> surprise gruesome twosome episode. <laughs> uh, today, we've got a big event coming up at the University of Minnesota in collaboration with the Minnesota State Cattlemen's Association. And today we're going to dedicate an episode to just talking about what's going on and hoping that everyone in the state can join us.
0: Well, and I'm really excited about the event this year because it's going to have a little bit different flavor than it has in the past, just with the location and all of that. But without further ado, Joseph, what are we talking about?
1: So the Minnesota State Cattlemen's Summer Tour is on July 12th, and it's going to be at the University of Minnesota. We're hosting this year. It's different, like Emily said, you know, usually it's it's hosted by a local cattlemen's group and you travel to different producer sites and you see a bunch of different things uh, on a bus tour and it's a a big gathering for cattlemen in the state and so it's still going to be a gathering of cattlemen in the state trying to get everyone together to socialize and hang out for the day but it's going to be a little different because we're going to be on campus and looking at a couple different key areas of campus and and really taking our direction from the Cattlemen's board on what to focus on and what they wanted out of this event.
0: And I think it's really cool that it's going to focus a little more on what's happening on the research side. That's just such a great tie with university and with extension since extension, especially, you know, that's what our job is, is, is we take this research that we do here at the university and then we use it to inform best management practices and other types of decisions. Uh, You know, we educate producers about that. And so I think this is, like I said, it's a different flavor and I think it's really exciting. I'm also really excited because the, the day kind of, well, I know it starts, but it also ends at one of my favorite places in the Twin Cities, which makes this definitely unlike any other Cattleman Summer Tour. And that is in the evening from four to eight, attendees will have exclusive access to the Minnesota Zoo.
1: Yeah, we really wanted to add something that's a little more like family friendly and end and the day with something that's just fun. You know, you don't have to worry about Anything else, just have a good time, have the kids there, see the zoo. I know when I talk to cattlemen, the zoo is maybe one of the only reasons they come to the city sometimes and is deemed worthy of the trip to the city. So we wanted to make that available and and have it be available just for the attendees of the event. So that's really, really the goal. So yeah, we'll start there early in the morning, just like every other cattleman's tour, the buses leave early. Registration starts at six. Buses leave at seven. All the buses leave at the same time. We'll go to campus, and then the goal really is to stay off the bus as much as possible. Which is again a little different from, from some other tours. We want people to be hands-on and learning and going to all the different sites. Uh, it's going to be a little more structured than than usual. So there will be a little more direction where we're visiting specific places with a specific goal in mind for for learning at that location and building the toolbox that that cattlemen have available to them. We'll just go through, I think we can just go through an order, right? Of where all the different stops on the tour.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like thinking we've set it up well enough that people are fully listening and engaged now. So enough of the teasing, let's let's get to the meat of it here. So what will the stops on campus include?
1: The Andrew Boss Lab Meat Science is always a staple on campus when we give tours and we talk cattle. And the goal is to, again, like we want to see things, we want to be hands on, we'll be off the bus. So, uh, the goal is to have some cutting demos there. We're also working on having different types of animals hanging on the rail. So, we'll have the ability to have people see on the rail different t- types of animals and be able to see what that looks like on the rail, what those cut sections look like, and, and see the product, the end product. And then Ryan and his staff will go through some cutting demos so you can see, you know, where do these cuts come from and how do, how is it all put together and how do they take it apart? And of course, there's always snacks involved when you go to the meat lab. So there'll be plenty of those there as well. So uh, lots to do. I,
0: I feel like I have to give a special shout out to Ryan Cox because he always has the snack game on lock. So, you know, if if the zoo isn't enticing enough, I hope the snacks will be because there will be plenty and they will be good. I have no doubt.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> There's always snacks. And and Ryan is very upfront about his his drive to feed everyone that visits the meat lab. So that'll be a big draw. I think just just the snacks alone is a great reason to come.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. What else? Meat lab and then.
1: And then, you know, we've got the vet school on board as well. They're a big part of what makes the St. Paul campus go and where a lot of our research comes from that we use. We also train our veterinarians here on campus and in collaboration with that with different partners around the Twin Cities area. We're going to be going to the Leatherdale Equine Center looking at what does that look like? What happens when you have a private and a corporate partnership with the university to build something that's pretty impressive. In my opinion, Uh, a place where we treat horses on another level. um, and there's a lot available. I think it's interesting to imagine what it looks like with a horse running on the treadmill at full speed over there. Uh, it's, it's quite a sight. So I think there's a lot of things to see there and it it is one of those things where we're looking to, to show, okay, what, what can happen when we partner with the university and, and have the funds available. Now, I think that conversation is something I'd love to have with cattlemen across the state and just say, okay, here, what can we do for you guys? This is what is here and what's available for equine. And a lot of people that have cattle also have horses. So I think it would be fun to see, but this is what's possible. What can we do for you guys as well on the cattle side?
0: Yeah, and I have been to the Leatherdale Equine Center. It is, I mean, it sounds kind of cliche, but talk about a state-of-the-art facility. You know, you mentioned the treadmill, Cause it's like they have the water tank treadmill, right? So they fill this tank up with water. So there's the horse is more buoyant. And my favorite thing there that I always remember, and I can't remember if they have one or two of these, but, uh, it's basically like this long aisle that they'll walk the horse down and then there's sensors in the floor. So they can like, look at the horse's gait and figure out how it's walking. And if there's lameness issues, That's my favorite part of the Leatherdale Equine Center is that thing. I think that technology is super cool and absolutely has applications to a lot of other areas with any sort of animals too. So I think that it's cool that there's going to be some additional kind of pieces included in this tour that maybe aren't at the forefront about beef, but things we can apply to that. And yeah, I mean, for some people, horses are a really real part of their beef operation. I think most people think that that's reserved for out west and Montana and Wyoming, but there are beef producers here in Minnesota that will use horses, you know, to check their cattle or to move them.
1: It's going to be fun to to, to not only see that that facility and and how state of the art it is, like Emily said, but also we're going to have the opportunity to, to meet with some of the leadership at the, the vet school and talk more about how students are trained and what the education process looks like at the vet school. Talk about how do we manage teaching students about cattle and large animals, food animal medicine, when we live in the cities for school? And how does that work? Um, It it only works with partnerships like with Davis Family Dairies uh, and other partners that we use to, to help students get that experience. It's a great opportunity to show what the university vet school is doing to make sure that we have uh, rural vets available and that we continue to encourage veterinarians to set up shop in rural areas.
0: Yeah. And I think it's really great too, that I know a lot of faculty are planning on, on being on campus that day and being around for the tour. So it's also an opportunity for producers on the tour to provide feedback to these faculty. And, you know, what, what are the issues that are important to producers that, you want us at the university to be aware of and looking at and doing research on. So I think that there's some really cool opportunity just for those conversations to happen. But what else? I feel like there's more, more happening uh, on yeah, campus. Yeah, I mean, there's tour.
1: there's a there's a ton. You know, we're gonna <laughs> we we can't we can't not talk about the diagnostic laboratory. They're going to have uh, a little piece of that tour with the vet school as well. So. And again, like Emily said, the the whole point is to get feedback as well. You know, we want to hear from the industry and know what we could be doing differently, what we could be doing better. If we're doing anything good, we'd love to hear about that as well. We're looking to improve and do that using feedback from the industry. So that's a big part of it. Now, the crown jewel of the whole tour, and this is all based on feedback from the cattlemen, is uh, our forage research plots. So we've dedicated it two whole hours to nothing but forage. And it's really a big effort from the forage team here at the university. And they've, they put a lot of time into figuring out what would work best for a large number of people and how can we help everyone learn what's available. So uh, last time I counted and last time I drove by, there's 37 different forage species planted side by side. So you can see them side by side and see what they do and what they look like and how they perform. And we can have that conversation of, Okay, okay, what, what's best for what? What time of year? What conditions? We're experiencing all sorts of weird weather. And unfortunately, it's only going to be more common when we have these weird weather events. So we need to know what's available, what's in the toolbox, what can you use, all the different things that are available. And there's a lot more out there than I ever knew about. And so it, it'll be fun to see all those things planted side by side and be able to see that and get your hands on it and see what it looks
0: like. That side-by-side comparison, that's what makes research plots so fascinating to me. And I'll be the first to admit, I am not a crops person by any stretch of the imagination, but I can appreciate a good research plot because it is really helpful to see all all these different species side-by-side that have all gone through the same conditions, all had the same weather happen to them, I know, especially in the Twin Cities around campus, it has been pretty wet. So what forages have done really well with the high moisture and which one's not so much? And, and being able to make that comparison, I think will be really, really helpful. And and just having our forage team there to answer those questions, you know, those those are the folks you want to talk to. They're all very, very smart. I would be remiss if I didn't share a quick fun story about the forage research plots. Yes. A few years ago I was out at the plots uh, to pick up some supplies for something and as I was leaving the research plots I backed into a fence post and that dent is still in my car.
1: (laughs) I forgot about that. I did ask you about that one time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, So I have a really kind of strong bond with the research plots as Every time I look at my car, I think about them. So.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I love it. it it's going to be fun. I'm really excited. So that that's one portion. We'll have all everything side by side so we can talk about what's what's available. The research plots are just a completely unique thing and you need a unique equipment to make it work. So basically everything is miniaturized and or custom built for these research plots. And so we're going to have a lot of that equipment available for people to see. Uh, which I think is fun because it's completely different and somewhat hilarious, almost cartoonish. Uh, how small some of these pieces of equipment are compared to what we see out and about when you're on the road. That's going to be available, and I know that there's Every, a lot of
0: everything is more fun in miniature. Oh, that's yeah, what I think. <laughs> yeah,
1: and and farmers can't resist kicking a tire here and there and and trying to figure out how things work. So I think that's that's going to be a big draw because it it is like a tiny machinery hill. There will be other equipment there as well, but that's the focus is like, how do we make these research plots go and what kind of equipment is it that we use to make the research happen?
0: It's crazy to me that, you know, we just talked about this full day of stuff on campus that's happening and then the buses go back to the zoo and there's four hours of exclusive access to the Minnesota Zoo too. I mean, this is a really standout tour in my mind. All right. So Joe, if people want to learn more um are interested about registration cost all of that good stuff where can they go
1: yeah the easiest place to go is z.umn.edu slash mn summer tour that'll get you everything you need to know about the tour it'll get you to registration so you can get registered tickets are 25 dollars up until june 15th and then after june 15th they're going to bump up to 30. you're welcome to pay at the door um, we love pre-registering here at Extension because it gives us accurate account for all the food and catering. And I don't have to stress about whether or not uh, there's enough food, which Emily and I have experienced together, actually. <laughs> and, and we've had to make signs that say only take one sandwich. And I don't want to have to do that. So so uh, we yes. want
0: you to have all the sandwiches you want. People. Exactly. So, so
1: if you can pre-register, that would be Excellent.
0: And a really cool thing about this tour, too, that I saw is students can can attend. So since it's on campus, uh, University of Minnesota students are invited to attend for a discounted rate of fifteen dollars, which I think is really great, too. So so for the for the gophers in your life, the U of M students, be sure to let them know that this this is happening, uh, may give them the opportunity to see some parts of campus that they normally don't get to.
1: Absolutely. You know, the last time the university hosted this, there was somewhere around doing 300 and 350 people. And that was way back in the early two thousands. So we're hoping for at least that many people here and we're using 500 as our estimate. Uh, we're just planning on having this be a great gathering for everybody and hoping that everyone can make it. There are sponsorship opportunities available for any companies or businesses out there listening. So get a hold of me. If you're interested in that,
0: Always put the plug in for the money, Joe. I
1: got to. My email is armst225 at umn.edu. You could, I guess, also email the podcast if you want. Which is the uh, Moves
0: Room at umn.edu.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: (laughs) Okay, so Joe, for you, what part of the tour are you most excited about? One, Just one singular part. I'm not going to let you give a big blanket answer. What one singular thing are you most excited about? Can I have two? two, two Fine. small parts okay Fine. so
1: i am really excited for the forage piece of this there's a lot of time that went into it trying to get everyone out there see the equipment look at some of the resources happening especially with alfalfa Alpha and some of the cool just awesome research with cool technology happening out there that is what i'm most excited for but i can't hide my excitement for being able to be at the zoo with nobody else there except us I that's That's really a big piece of it. Supper is going to be at the zoo. We have the whole zoo to ourselves. There'll be a cash bar available so you can wander around the zoo with a beer.
0: Dream come true.
1: Yeah. You can't (laughs) not be excited about that. So
0: yes. And I was going to say, I mean, the thing I'm most excited about slash most disappointed that I'll be missing since I can't go is the forage research plots. And not just because of my fond memory of crashing my car there, but because that's just going to be a really cool thing to see. And I'm also really excited to just hear about all the conversations that are had. And I think for producers, this is also such a great opportunity to go out and be social, you know, talk to and learn from other producers around the state. And with, with COVID and everything else, you know, it feels like we've been separated from each other for so long. And, you know, this is just a great chance to, to come into the cities and gather with like-minded people from around the state and see a lot of cool stuff and learn a lot of cool things.
1: Absolutely. That's that I couldn't say it better than myself. I mean, it's just a great time to to gather and be social, which we haven't been able to do as much as we wanted to the last few years. Is that a wrap? It is a wrap. I think Did that's we do wrap. it
0: again. If you want to look up more information and register online for the 2022. Minnesota Cattlemen's Summer Tour, you can find that at z.umn.edu slash summer tour. And as always, if you have questions, comments, or skating rebuttals about today's episode, you can email those to themoosroom at umn.edu.
1: That's T-H-E-M-O-O-S-R-O-O-M at umn.edu.
0: Follow us on Twitter at umnmoosroom and at U-M-N Farm safety. Check out our website, extension.umn.edu. And if you have a question and want your question to be featured on a future episode of The Moose Room, you can call us and leave us a voicemail at 612-624-3610. So lots of stuff going on July 12th. We hope to see you at the Cattleman Summer Tour. It's gonna be a really, really great tour and a fun time. I think that's it. Gruesome twosome out. Bye. Bye.
1: Bradley's still not here <laughs> who knows where Bradley
0: is where is Bradley,
1: where is Bradley? I now I'm, he doesn't I,
0: show up this is going to turn into a true crime podcast I know a,
1: <laughs> what happened to Bradley J. Hines it's the professor room. what tenured happened professor. To Bradley
0: J. Hines then professor <laughs> truth may surprise
1: you. Maybe he did tell us he was going to be gone. I have no
0: idea. I can't remember. He's a hard man to keep track of, honestly. Mm -hmm.